what the Bible says about codependency on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. I think this is an important topic for this week, and Dr. Sam Stevens, our Director of Training Center Certification, was able to sit down with Dr. Cheryl Bell to discuss this very important topic uh, that floats around in our culture, especially in the world of counseling. Cheryl Bell is an adjunct professor at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary, where she teaches in the women's studies and counseling program. She also counsels women who attend the institution. She loves to see God transform his children's lives by his spirit and through his word in the classroom and in the counseling room. I appreciate Cheryl so much. She was a student along with me in the PhD program at Southwestern And I know you're going to appreciate the conversation that she and Dr. Stevens will have on this subject of codependency. Well, Dr. Bell, it is always a pleasure to speak with you. I'm glad you're here with us today at our podcast. And so we're covering a topic that I think people hear a lot about, but they may not fully understand, and that's the the concept of codependency. Maybe to get us started, could you give us a definition, our listeners, a definition or understanding of what is codependency? The term actually originated through popular psychology in the late 70s and the early 1980s. And initially, it was a fairly limited term that talked about the excessive reliance of one individual on another. And the context in which that usually happened was either addiction or illness. And since that time, the term has grown to include any kind of relationship where there's excessive dependence and neediness on the part of one individual in the relationship on another. That's interesting. We see a lot of psychological categories uh, that were originated in very specific use and have grown to Mm -hmm. uh, be used in a lot of different Mm -hmm. contexts. Uh, In terms of maybe a psychological view of codependency, how would that directly either correlate or even contradict with a biblical view? Can you help us kind of navigate those waters? What does that look like when it comes to biblical use? Is that a term that's valid? Does it contradict a a biblical uh, worldview? This is definitely a term that has come out of the world of human wisdom rather than a biblical term. And so when you go to look for a biblical model, when I was searching for scripture that I felt spoke to this, I ended up in Isaiah 30. And so you see they're not just an individual who's overly dependent on another individual, but you see a nation. And we know that nations are made up of individuals. So this was heads of households, government leaders, religious leaders who were willing to give up what they had in the context of being God's chosen people in order to look to other sources Uh, to have their needs met. And Isaiah 30 lays out beautifully the difference between, um, well, it parallels nicely with what we would describe as codependency, but God calls it something very different. He has a different name for it. And one of the things that's very important in biblical counseling is calling things what God calls them. And so in this particular text, particularly in the first five verses of Isaiah 30, we see that God calls excessive reliance on someone other than himself rebellion. And so if we're going to call this what it is, we have to be biblical and call it rebellion. 
So how does God, in thinking of it that way, how does God respond to those who choose codependency or in terms, uh, as you as you laid out for us, rebellion uh, over a dependence upon him? Well, in the first few verses, he says, woe to the rebellious children who execute a plan, but not mine, and make an alliance, but not in my spirit, in order to add sin to sin. So you see, just in that text, you see not only behavioral expressions of what our world would call codependency, but we see what it's rooted in in the heart, which is a desire to add sin to sin. And so from a biblical counseling perspective, it gives us a lot of insight. And then it goes on from there to talk about how they always went down to Egypt to get help and how um, that was vain or empty because Egypt had no power to help them. And so behaviorally, we see making alliances and plans with anyone other than God and a hard attitude that desires to add sin to sin. So if you start thinking about who we are as people, we're made as dependent creatures. We would would all be able to affirm that biblically. So we really have one of three choices. We're either going to be independent, we're going to choose codependence, as the world would call it, or we will choose God-dependence. And what's fascinating about this is that both independence and codependence are sinful. They're something that God condemns. And they are both rooted in pride. So if I choose independence, I think I'm best able to give myself what I want when I want it. If I'm in codependence, I believe that others are best able to give me what I want when I want it. So then I tie myself to them relationally and manipulate them in order to get them to give me what I think it is I need. Well, that's interesting. Thinking of it that way, do you find that many people who come and come to you, counselees that come to you that maybe would even self-identify that they're in a codependent situation, do you find that they often uh, articulate that to you in a very passive way? Like, well, we're just in this codependency you know, relationship. It's not very, uh, they would never categorize it as rebellious. No, hmm. no. I was just recently counseling a young woman. She actually presented with anxiety, but it was rooted in what our world would call codependence, which is an extreme fear of losing the people that she was dependent upon. And when I took her to this text, she was very offended um, that God would call it rebellion. Because it makes her the aggressor, in mm-hmm. a sense. Mm-hmm. Would you say that was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it was interesting to see the presenting problem as anxiety, but to understand the root was pride. And she had seen herself as making progress and growing because she was becoming more and more independent. So I had to challenge her there as well, that she was moving from codependence to independence, but both were rooted in sin and what God required of her was God dependence. Right. I think so often, I see this in a lot of different, um, you could say, psychological or worldly categories for problems, anxiety being another one of those examples, Mm -hmm. very similar to what you're saying, that it seems to be very passive, something that happens Mm -hmm. to me or Mm -hmm. comes upon me, but yet when you look at biblical foundations, it's actually we are the ones that are offending. Mm -hmm. Um, How would you help... What what are some tips or some helps that you could give our listeners? Maybe they have a, a counselee that is presenting with codependency or uses a kind of language. Uh, what are some helps that you can give us to help equip them to engage this in a biblical fashion? Well, I can go back to the specific example, and I approached it like I would any kind of counseling session in that first we established a relationship. And I got as much data from her as possible about her situation until I felt like I understood it well and that she trusted me. And probably about the third or fourth session is when I took her to Isaiah 30. 
And even at that point, it was a little bit early, possibly, but she did not consider that a good session. Since then, she's come back and um, been more willing to work. As you pointed out, she saw herself more as a victim of emotions that she couldn't control. But that forced her to face the fact that she was choosing to depend, first of all, on someone else and then, consequently, on herself instead of on God. And she thought she had grown (laughs) because she'd given up as much dependence on others and turned toward independence. So it was a shock to her. You know, ultimately... What we have to confront these people with is the fact, if you go on in Isaiah 30, you see that this is linked to the sin of idolatry. And I love God's heart in the middle of it. In the midst of the rebellion of codependency in verse 18, if you look at the Hebrew of that verse and you understand it correctly, it says, God longs to be gracious to you. He longs to have mercy on you. And he is just. And the last phrase of the verse says, blessed are those who long for him. And so taking that counseling from a place of, of longing to be independent or longing to be dependent on anyone other than God to seeing the heart of God that longs for this intimate relationship and is just waiting to pour out his mercy and grace um, is part of the key of bringing them back to himself. The chapter goes on. It talks about how God uses adversity and affliction to gain their hearts. And once he's gained their heart, they destroy their idols because at the heart was, was the sin of idolatry where they would worship anything other than him. And so it's a beautiful picture of that whole process of God drawing his people back to himself. Now in the counseling relationship, what I would work with an individual on is that they would confess the root. You know, obviously they're seeing the troubled and problematic outward behavior, but so many times people will confess that outward behavior is sin, but they don't either recognize or are not willing to confess the root is sin. And in this case, it would mean that they would have to say, I am rebellious. God, please forgive me. And then repent by thinking right, rightly about their relationships. So here we're back to the Matthew 22 passage, love God, love your neighbor. And the Luke Um, 923 passage, which is die to yourself. And once those relationships are right, um, then you would have them commit to being God dependent. And I love Psalm 62, five through eight. My soul, wait in silence for God only, for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be shaken. O God of my salvation and my glory, rest The rock of my strength, my refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. So to put it, to kind of boil it down in maybe its most simplistic uh, concept would be, this is really about thinking rightly about relationships, both, yes, relationships with other people, but making sure that we have our Mm -hmm. relationship with God as Mm -hmm. our fundamental relationship. Mm -hmm. And we have that, that is done rightly. Mm Mm-hmm. And then everything else is influenced and trickles down from that. Everything else will take its proper place once God is first. So, well, Dr. Bell, thank you for thank you for helping us talk about this subject, but put it in the right framework. And I think many of our counseling uh, can come down to that very very thing: uh, mm-hmm. our relationships with other people, even how we view ourselves. Well, all of it is impacted and influenced by our relationship with God and thinking about Him rightly. So Mm -hmm. thank you for helping us with that. You're welcome. 
You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. You know, we have opportunity to answer questions here on the Truth and Love podcast, and nothing delights us more than to make sure that we're answering questions that are relevant to where many of our listeners are. Can I encourage you that if you have a question or would like to get a question answered on the Truth and Love podcast about some sort of counseling case or a biblical answer to a life situation that you're dealing with, or just some sort of question that you have about counseling in general, how do I deal with this issue from the scriptures? Can we make ourselves a resource to you? Would you ask that question to us? And you can send that question to info at biblicalcounseling.com. So for more information on the resources that you heard about on today's podcast, please visit us at biblicalcounseling.com.